We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to overnight america with ryan record on kmox sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michael's flooring outlet.com And welcome back to Overnight America, hour number three with you. I am online, if you want to find me, Ryan Recker Radio, on Twitter, at Ryan Recker. And then, of course, KMOX.com, if you want to find us in the podcast section, a great place for it. Joining us now is someone that we've been checking in what seems like uh, quite frequently lately. He is someone that keeps a close eye on the politics and the politicians in the county, Tom Sullivan. Thank you so much for coming back on to Overnight America. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Some uh, developments between now and then. The filibuster eventually ended. <laughs> and then they got through the comments. And then we finally swim through all of that. They get a vote. Uh, Dr. Sam Page says he's going to veto it anyway. Now we're at the point where they're questioning if he's violated the county charter by having a side job, which is fascinating. So this is the latest development. Do we? Um, I, I think the question is, do you think we need a special prosecutor to investigate this? Well, Councilman Tim Fitch has has suggested that they that they have a special prosecutor. I have a feeling that somehow between now and uh, and the next council meeting, Sam Page is going to say, "Well, I'm going to give up this uh, give up working on my uh, other job as an anesthesiologist." And it doesn't look like Wesley Bell is is interested in doing anything. He says it's this is just a kind of an election year uh, uh, argument, but. So I, I would say that it's not going to extend too far far along, but it just seems like when one controversy ends in county government, uh, another one starts. So here we are again. Yeah, I wanted to kind of gauge what you believe the level of severity is, uh, because, you know, it's an election year and Sam Page is brushing this off and saying that, oh, we're two weeks away from an election. And the only reason they're bringing this up is because of this. But we've seen a lot of uh, issues in the county. Uh, it, you can go back to Steve Stanger and think about all the problems we had with that, which eventually led him to resign and then him going to federal prison where he sits today. We're at the point where the, that audit came out which said that the county council headed up by Sam Page, who should have been keeping better oversight, uh, allowed all of this to happen under Steve Stanger. Now he is the county executive. And now we look at all of the other problems in the county, spending with COVID, and you add this on top of it. So there's a lot of other issues that we got in the county that are, are pretty pressing. I'm curious where you think this ranks in level of severity. Does this bother you as someone that watches county politics a lot, or does this not bother you? Well, I think the the issue has to do more or less with someone who is the county executive making the hundred forty thousand dollars a year, 
doing this side job and not telling anybody. That's part of that seems like to be that seems something that, that has sort of bothered a lot of people. You just don't expect a county executive or a mayor or a governor to have a have another job. And Sam Page is trying to say that well, this is this is something that's going to help him out with his regular job. That sounds a little disingenuous, I think, to most people. So I mean, it, it just doesn't seem right. You have to realize back going back when Steve Stinger was county executive, he was accused of violating the county charter and that he wasn't showing up for county council meetings. Hmm. County charter says he shall attend all meetings of the, of the county council. I think he missed something like nine in a row, and that's when the county council uh, they sent a, uh, a letter to the to the U.S. attorney suggesting maybe he should be uh, removed from office. Well, I don't know if they would have ever done anything. As it turned out, he had bigger problems than that. But uh, you know, when you get into the situation you have now with Sam Page, where the charter says he shall devote his entire time to his office, well, that's kind of a somewhat vague term and something that has never come up before in uh, in county government. There just has never been a county executive in this situation. People keep talking about the situation with uh, Ernie Trakis, but that was somewhat different. Uh, he was he was accused of having two two government jobs when in fact you can't have two government employ you can't be employees of two different governments and that wasn't the situation with Councilman Trakis he merely was doing work for a uh, school district so that didn't really go anywhere and it was almost a, a waste of time but I think when the situation we have now with Sam Page it just it just looks bad that's for sure. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this, too, and I'm wondering what you have been reading on it. So is this just because he says he does it once a month on the weekend. And but there could be some discrepancy. Some people believe it's actually happening a lot more than that, that he's picking up some hours over at uh, Mercy. Well, the first story was it's one shift a month at, at, at Mercy. He doesn't actually work for Mercy. He, he's on the staff at Mercy, but he works for uh, a medical group that, that apparently does a lot of work at, 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 at Mercy. And then we hear, well, maybe he's, 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 he's spending some evenings over there, too. So it went from one shift uh, a month to, well, spending some, some time in the evening during the week, too. So uh, at this point, we don't have a full, full measure of how much time he's actually been spending uh, as an anesthesiologist. Yeah. I think what we're trying to find out right now is that we want to be able to keep our politicians honest. I think stretching the rule a little bit, it, it, what's going on is a little bit a uh, problem based on the track record we've seen. So this isn't the only thing. Like, let's say there was nothing else going on. Everything was going smoothly. There were no problems when it comes to questionable spending. There was no problems when it comes to questionable abuse of power or in just in elevating yourself to the point where you are just uh, uh, using your power uh, in a way that's very questionable and then and then the over, no oversight or requesting no oversight. The, the point where we have a audit that looks at the area and says there's all these other issues. If there was nothing else going on and we looked at something like this and Sam Page said, oh, you know, I, I, didn't, I interpreted it differently, but okay, if you find it as a problem, I'll, I'll do that. This, wouldn't, this would be a non-issue. To me, this is just piling on to all the other issues we have right now, and I think that needs to be taken into consideration that in the county right now, we cannot underestimate 
that these sort of problems are getting in the way of conducting business and conducting government. And part of the problem, too, is that in the middle of a COVID scare and we're trying to find ways to handle the economy and bounce back and make things for the best, um, when you have all these other obstacles in place, it absolutely changes how the government operates. we got to eliminate all of these obstacles. We, we don't have time for things like this. I think this is what it shows. So I just had to rant a little bit. Well, it's certainly distractions that don't need in, in county government. You know, like I said, that, that we just got rid of one uh, one controversy, and now they're headed into another one. And when, especially when you consider all that we went through with Steve Stinger, that you would think everybody would kind of uh, be even more careful about what they're doing, and uh, that certainly isn't the case. Uh, I wish Sam Page would be a little more collaborative as a, as a county executive, talk to the you know, talk to the uh, county council more. And, you know, when you have the situation with the restrictions, you know, talk to the school superintendents. Uh, I think that would go a long way towards uh, helping to make him a successful county executive because right now he is just uh, picking up too many, picking up too many fights needlessly. Yeah, no, no kidding. All right, so is there anything we should be looking out for, any meetings coming up, things that are on the horizon that you are, you have uh, circled on your calendar right now? Well, they have a closed meeting uh, tomorrow, and I think it has to do with the county auditor. So I think there's going to be some movement on that uh, in the near future. I would imagine they're going to come to some sort of agreement with them, and I'm guessing that they're going to you know, try to hire a new auditor. So that was likely what's going to be coming up in the near future. Ah, all right. We're keeping an eye out, and that's necessary person that doesn't actually conduct audits <laughs> puts they're very good at putting reports together and probably knows how to use the copy machine well when it comes to correlating the different pages but certainly not qualified to do an actual audit which would be something you would think is necessary when you're a county auditor so yes please let's uh get that going uh, i gotta say i'm always uh, oh go ahead and he's been there for three years which is which is pretty incredible so i mean that's that's three years that have gone by without ever having a, a genuine audit he does kind of reviews, but they're not really, really audits, simply because he has no, uh, no experience, no training in accounting or audits. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom Sullivan, thank you for coming on talking about the county here tonight on Overnight America. Thanks, Ryan. And he joins us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Here we are on Overnight America, and I want to thank all of our guests, the ones that uh, joined us over the last few hours. Paul Berry III, who's running for county executive, uh, also Dr. Michael Bussler, talking economics. We had a segment with Robert Hardaway about the Electoral College, and right there with Tom Sullivan. All of those things you can find now on the Radio.com Rewind if you got the app. Or just go download the podcast. Better yet, if you'd like to support the show, a great way to do it is to open up your podcast app on your smartphone and then subscribe to the Overnight America podcast and just download the shows onto your phone. And that really does help. Uh, every little bit does. And we're always trying. You see, I monitor the numbers probably more than I need to. I, I want to talk about this Rudy Giuliani thing, and I'm still trying to figure out the best way to approach this topic. It's such a weird thing to begin with, and I don't know if you've seen it. And I really don't know if, if you what do you make of this Rudy Giuliani story? And I want to try to understand and explain this the best I can, because I just don't know a great way to explain this. And I'm afraid I'm going to explain it wrong. So let me try to 
explain first how it originated. So this is what I understand. You have this comedian, Sasha Baron Cohen, who reportedly, I guess, duped Rudy Giuliani into a fake interview and then used it as a way to try to humiliate him. Um, And he has this character. The actor has a character by the name of Borat. It's a movie that came out in the 2000s that was very popular. And now that the movie is kind of dated today, they're coming out with a second one here in a couple of days. And this Borat, since it's coming out in a couple of days, they do everything they can in order to try to get publicity for it. And the latest publicity is that Rudy Giuliani is one of the people that were duped as part of this. So he plays a character, and the character is apparently someone from Kazakhstan, and he comes to the United States, and, you know, this is what the first movie was like. And, he, you know, he, he plays like, okay, I'm trying to learn American culture, so can you explain things to me? And then he he makes fun of them for various reasons and does it, you know, in, in a way that is, you know, humiliating for them because, oh, they don't understand that this is just a comedian. Well, uh, so the second movie apparently says that, you know, Borat is such a widely known person in the United States, he's got to pick up different disguises in order to just make himself available to the Americas, so he dresses up in different ways, and, you know, it's just really weird. I started to look at some of the reviews of this movie, and the people that watched it said it's really not a good movie. They said it's like, it's so strange. He said it it works then, but it looks so stupid now. So even the people that liked it before look at this and say it's played out it's boring and it's old but you know it's the type of tactics that get certain people very embarrassed and the people involved in this one includes Rudy Giuliani so here here's the the play here and definitely if you know this story please give me a call and let me know what you think because I'm, I'm still trying to figure out this whole thing 314-436-7900 or 800-925- 1120. So part of the idea is that Borat has travel is traveling with his daughter, I guess. So the woman actress, I guess, poses as a Russian journalist and they set up a interview with Rudy Giuliani in a public place. So Rudy agrees, not knowing he is part of this comedy, the, how they set this up. And the woman... I think she's like 25-ish, somewhere in there. But in the movie, she plays a younger woman, but it's not known. Yeah, she's 24, posing as a far-right journalist in his Borat's daughter, okay, the character. Now, the character, they say, is 15 years old, but she's really 24. Now, keep in mind, none of that is known to Rudy Giuliani. He just thinks it's a professional journalist, far-right journalist or whatever it is. So the the age is not uh, a factor here other than people are adding it after the fact to try to make it look worse. So according to people that have seen this movie, they say what happens is that part of the interview, she says, hey, you want to go up to my hotel room and continue this interview? And Rudy Giuliani agrees. So they go up to the hotel room, not knowing it's outfitted with all of these cameras. And apparently Rudy looks like he's flirting with the woman. There's one point where people have been posting a screenshot where he has his legs out of the bed, but he has his back on the bed. Like he's kind of laying on the bed, half laying on the bed, and he's kind of messing with his pants. And they show this picture as part of it. 
and they make it look like Rudy was trying to be inappropriate with this woman. Um, people who have seen the movie said that that absolutely is taken out of context. They're saying that that was purposely put out there to make it look like he was trying to fiddle with his pants, but really he, uh, Rudy Giuliani came out with a statement, and most people, even the journalists I've seen that apparently got a preview of this movie also posted that no he was looks like he was tucking his shirt back in but there was a point where they were taking the microphones off and she was helping him take his microphone off and he was saying some really cringy things or whatever it is and then eventually as part of this interview the actor Borat or whatever comes busting into the hotel room and starts yelling you know stay away from my daughter or, you know stay away, whatever and Rudy Giuliani immediately gets up and leaves and then apparently reports this to the police because there was an incident in July where this was reported to the police and he actually talked about it being reported to the police. So that that's where it laid. And now today, Rudy Giuliani comes out with a statement. He said, the Borat video is complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the rec- uh, recording equipment. At no time before, during, or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone-cold liar. Now, people that have seen this movie also have come to the defense of Rudy, saying that even though it was embarrassing and cringy, um, it was definitely manipulated through video. So they edited it in a way to make it look worse than it was. So people have said that. Um, Rudy goes on to continue. It says, in fact, the New York Post today reports it looks to me like an exaggeration through editing. Uh, as soon as I realized it was a setup, I called the police, which has been noted. Uh, this is an effort to blunt my relentless exposure of the criminality and depravity of Joe Biden and his entire family. Deadline Hollywood reports CAA has a distribution screening in September where there was no mention of the scene holding any importance. We are preparing much bigger dumps off the hard drive, uh, which Joe Biden will un- be unable to defend or hide. I have receipts. And that's where it is today. So uh, this was trending. Definitely does not make Rudy Giuliani look good. And in fact, makes him look pretty bad. Let me just point out a couple of things. And I I think about how we are today. Um, Rudy was so stupid to go into a private room with a journalist like this and not think something was going on. So here's what I got to say. I know a lot of interviews are set up in hotel rooms. That just happens sometimes. You're traveling and you do interviews in hotel rooms. It's 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 totally something that happens all the time. But let me put it this way. Um, if you're Rudy Giuliani and someone that is a Russian journalist that wants to spend alone time in the hotel room that you believe you're flirting with successfully asks you up to their hotel room, there's got to be a red flag that pops up. Let me Let me point this out, too. Let me, and I got to make this pretty clear too. If you are a married man or a man in general, and some strange woman is asking you up to their hotel room with no one else around, that obviously should be a no. It should be an obvious no. If anything, you want to make sure there's other people there too, so you don't put yourself in a situation where this he said, she said, let alone someone accuses you of something you didn't do, or there's a temptation to do something else. And I don't know what the intentions of Rudy Giuliani were. His intentions may have been for him to go up there and and do something else. None of that is on video, and there's no indication that's where it was leading to. All indications were leading that he was getting set up here, and the video was manipulated in order to make him look worse than it was. But don't put yourself in these situations. I don't think this has any sort of impact on the election. I don't think it has any reflection on Donald Trump or anything else. I don't think this will stop what he's been doing with Joe Biden. If anything, I think it gives him an incentive to release more information on Joe Biden. 
But I don't know. What do you make of this whole deal? I, I tried to explain it the best I could. If I'm missing something or you're looking at it a different way, I'd love to hear from you. Call in. It's 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Uh, is this a big deal? Is this not a big deal? Is this just embarrassing? Is it worse than embarrassing? What is it? This is Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. All right, so I want to take some of your calls on this and trying to wrap my mind around it. And I haven't seen the movie, nor do I plan on seeing the movie. I think it's really stupid. And I don't like this type of, you know, what he's trying to uh, do here. You know, manipulate these type of videos doesn't do it for me. But just reading the description of what happened and the way that the different critics have pointed out how it happened, it does make me look at Rudy Giuliani a little differently. I, I definitely don't look at this at all in a way that would be reflective, uh, reflecting him as a uh, you know stand-up type of situation, right? I don't, I don't look at him handling this correctly or right, and it really does, I think, taint the way I look at him after all of this. But let me let me point out the way that this movie goes. And I, I read a little bit more on it. And I saw this in a different article. So originally I was looking at Newsweek, and then I think, I forgot the original article where I read this. It might have been The Guardian. But I found one on Showbiz 411, another agency apparently, or website, news agency, that had the ability to see this. And this is how they said it played out. So apparently the comedian Borat or whatever was the sound guy as part of the interview. So it was him and this young female actress, 24-year-old actress, that were doing the interview inside of this hotel room. Apparently he left the room. Now, I haven't seen it, but this is what the description makes it sound like. So he left the room, and apparently she flirts with him. He flirts back, and then at one point she says, I'll take that microphone off because he's got one of those wireless microphones with a little microphone battery pack that you clip to your uh, belt and or, you know, somewhere along those lines. And she pushed him back onto the bed and then reached towards his belt, you know, where his mid area is to take this off. And that's where these pictures were taken. So Rudy says it's manipulated. He uh, definitely feels used by all of this. She and then the Borat movie make it look like that Rudy felt he was anticipating some sort of sexual advance that he was going to be a part of. And that's when Borat comes back in and starts yelling, how could you do this? This is my daughter. She's only, you know, and starts yelling stuff like that. It's a, it's a bad, embarrassing, sad thing to watch. Um, 
Let me go and take some of your comments on it. I, you know, I, I want to hear what you think. Let's go to Roy, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, boy. I can't wait. Thank you for, for filing the roosters and came home to roost and then caught him. He called dead right, and you don't try to defend him. Uh, don't try. Don't try to defend it. Let it just let it stand because all the stuff he done did, and he done got caught with his hand in the cooking jar. And let's just admit it, man. It's a bad situation, but he got caught. He got caught. He got caught. He got caught playing with himself. And don't try to defend it because in 13 days. He'll be gone. You'll be gone. Rush Limbaugh will be gone. Sean Hannity will be gone. All of y'all No, 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 no. And then you can spray the White House with some spray because this this madness will be over. No. You know, I I don't know why you think everyone's just going to disappear all of a sudden after the election. Um, There's still a pretty good chance Donald Trump is reelected, number one. But uh, number two, just in particular, I'm talking just about this Rudy Giuliani situation. Uh, you don't think that at all he was manipulated, purposely led no, to No, he point? wasn't. He wasn't. He, he got caught. He got caught. Just like you're trying to lay everything on Joe Biden's son. He got caught. Let's just face it, man. I don't. Yeah, he's he never should have put himself in that situation. In fact, it's it's very it's it's sad. And I, if anything, I think people need to realize, number one, if you're a married man, never, ever even try to think about something like that as being appropriate. And n- number two, if you're someone that's a high profile person, keep in mind that people are going to try to use you for for things like that. And you just you got to have your guard up and you can't act that way. You just can't act that way. So. Uh, it's it's just a bad look. And uh, like I said, Roy, it does change the way I look at him. It really does. Um, thank you very much for the call. Good to hear from you. Uh, 314-436-7900. Let's go to Kevin, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. Kevin, I'm calling you from Colorado tonight. Oh, great. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, I've been listening to the show uh, the past couple of months and uh, really been enjoying it. But anyway, I've been kind of following this uh, Rudy story today. And um, I, I actually lived in the New York, New Jersey area for seven years back in the early 90s. As a matter of fact, I actually met Rudy um, in Gracie Mansion. I shared uh, lemonade and chocolate chip cookies with him. I was there for, uh, <laughs> yeah, a yeah, true story. Weird yeah. combination, very weird combination. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gracie Mansion is actually known for that. I, I met Rudy and met another mayor, but uh, yeah, they're, they're known for their lemonade and chocolate chip cookies. And, you know, I got to tell you, uh, you know, he was uh, super gregarious, you know, just a uh, great guy to talk with. And, uh, um, but yeah, so, you know, I've followed his career and, and, you know, been out in Colorado now for, uh, for 25 years. But nonetheless, yeah, I think uh, today when I saw that story break, first of all, I don't like that guy, that comedian whatsoever, or his humor. But, you know, saw the videos and, you know, tracking things on Twitter. And, you know, I think the the biggest issue I have is, yeah, listen, Rudy's high profile. Yeah, and he's a smart, intelligent guy. And uh, how he allowed himself to be put in that situation, um, you know, is really kind of scary. <laughs> you know, especially since he also has, you know, a lot of people around him, even his own security people. So, yeah, you know, he put himself in a really bad place and uh, lost a bit of credibility with me. Why do you think his security people weren't there next to him during something like this? You think they would be right there? Yeah, that's a that is a great question. That and that's the first thing that I thought about. I mean, he, you know, obviously when he was mayor of uh, New York City, security was around him all the time. In fact, there was even a security guy 
you know, and the uh, when we met with him, even though you know, you know, guys with their wives and all that. Um, so yeah, you know, you would expect that with the mayor, but yeah, I mean, even his current situation as being. Uh, you know, the attorney for President Trump. Uh, you know, he has to have security with him all the time. So, yeah, that just seems odd to me that uh, that he would allow himself to go into a hotel room uh, with a woman by himself without his uh, security detail. Just, yeah, shows, uh, you know, there was a lapse in his judgment. Part, yeah, huge lapse in judgment. But the other part in... Uh... Again, it's a situation he shouldn't put himself into, but I'm just going to preface that the whole idea was to try to force him into this situation. So uh, it, it sounds like the actress here did force him to lay down on this bed, as in pushed him down onto it. Not like right, as in right, you know she that. committed assault no. or anything, but she was trying to lead that after after flirting and doing all of this. So they were trying to lead the path, and he fell prey to it. I mean, his, his weaknesses fell prey to it, it looks like. The other part of this is that um, this happened, I believe, in July, when a lot of this other right. movie parts, they're talking go back to 2016 so why would they start to refilm all of this and try to set him up for the film if it wasn't purposely trying to use this as a way to you know show his disdain or hate for donald trump you know it's like a political statement why why would you wait a couple of years to film this and add it into it last minute if it wasn't purposely manipulated or meant to be one of those things that they were trying to force in yeah i you know i agree with you 100 percent. listen you know everything that we have seen you know, since Donald Trump was uh, elected president of the United States, uh, everything has been calculated to continue to take him down. It's all, you know, I, I call it right now, you know, how, you know, it's Hollywood theater, you know, all the way down to where any uh, appearance by, uh, by Joe Biden. Um, you know, you, you look at the, the town halls, this most recent town hall that, that he was part of. It was clear yeah. that everything was fed to him. Everything was scripted to him. All the people that were asking questions they, you know, obviously nothing was spontaneous. So, and I have been around the entertainment industry as well, and never uh, is anything spontaneous. Everything is planned for um, for an effect and something to happen, uh, you know, potentially in the future. So, yeah, when you look at this week with everything that's dropped with Hunter Biden and now uh, this movie and all this being dropped, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that that they had all this lined up and, and boom, you know, now we've got, uh, you know, potential that, you know, Rudy obviously put himself in a compromised position. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for the call, Kevin. Glad to hear from you. And let me point out that because he mentioned the town hall and just how staged these things are in the trying to stack the deck in order to try to look, make things look better for, Joe Biden. So keep in mind, the ABC town hall was for Joe Biden and the NBC town hall was for Donald Trump. Now, during that ABC town hall they had with Joe Biden, we later find out that the some of the questioners that were there that, got, you know, we're talking about they should have pulled undecided voters. So you're going to get a question from an undecided voter and you get to ask the candidate your question and then it will help you make your decision. Well, keep in mind, some of the undecided voters inside of the town hall for Joe Biden included a former Obama speechwriter and a former Pennsylvania Democratic candidate. <laughs> so you're going to pull a former Obama speechwriter, a person that wrote for the person that was his running mate, someone that he was in the office for for eight years, and they're undecided. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
So what a you know it's it's definitely them being very deceitful and they, these type of things do happen. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. The whole Rudy Giuliani thing. It's just gross all the way around. It's gross that a comedian would put him into a situation like that. It's gross that Rudy would go along with it, thinking that it's something else. It, the whole thing just is gross, gross, gross. In fact, it's actually, like if you think about it, the way that they conduct this and, to, to, and try to set all of this up, it's so weird that you would have a comedian that would take a former politician, someone that is definitely known, and try to sexually entrap him in order to use it for your own entertainment. is so strange, isn't it? It's just dirty and weird. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Kevin Wheeler. Stay tuned this week as we look at five key storylines that will impact the upcoming Cardinals offseason. From veterans hitting free agency to the search for more offensive production, we'll have it all right here on your home for the Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. And podcast is online. You can always catch it on there. Great place for you to do that. If you need a link, you can find it at KMOX.com in the podcast section. Just look for Overnight America. Let's go to Clark, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Grant. Uh, great show. Uh, I Thanks. just wanted to uh, kind of discuss about the, uh, are you really shocked that somebody is diving into uh, Giuliano? I mean, uh, you got uh, Rush Limbaugh banging. You got uh, the left side banging. And everybody hates each other. So what are you shocked about? Well, am I surprised that they would go after him? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, are you surprised about any of it? I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding. Your phone's kind of being a little muddy, but no, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that he would be a target of all of this. I think that they tried to look for type of uh, high-profile names in his previous movies where he would get to politicians or whatever it was. I mean, uh, he, he did some other things, too, where he pretended to be some, like, I forgot what it was. It was, like, some hillbilly type of redneck character or whatever, and he would go and interview people with that. But really, his M.O. has always been trying yeah, to make fun we, of, you know, right-leaning people. Just looking for something that bangs on each other? Aren't we all just looking for that little uh, infinitesimal or big thing that stands out that makes us point out what the other party is not appropriate for. And that is where we're at in this country. We just hate each other. And like the guy that called first, he got his hand caught in the cookie jar, own up to it, and you know know it because there's a lot of there's a lot of human infrailties, a lot of human um, failure on both sides. Yeah, uh, thank you, Clark, for your call. Good to hear from you. I think in a, a situation like this, so if you're trying to do some sort of like hitting camera comedy or whatever, and you record people's reactions to you doing weird things. That's kind of been his MO. This is definitely, I think, a different type. This is entrapment for sure. 
he definitely was trying to entrap him to do this because the whole intention was for him to fall prey to this. And he did. It, it looks like he did. Now, Rudy has come out on his Twitter and said that, you know, there was no intention or whatever it was there and it was manipulated, which very much could be true. I mean, this could very much be manipulated. However, what a bad situation to put yourself in to begin with. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to watch the movie. They're going to paint it whatever way they want. They're going to manipulate it any way you want. But it definitely makes me look at Rudy Giuliani a little bit different. I think that online, at least if you're talking about social media discourse, when people go at it, I think a lot of times it's reaction to something. So someone says or does something and you react to it. And the reaction that you see on social media very easily goes into the category of sewage. It's, it's real vile cesspool stuff because that's what just some people do. It's easy for them to anonymously go on and make certain comments and have no repercussion for the things that they are doing. Very easy for all of that to get lost in the shuffle. I think when you're trying to entrap someone, it's a little bit different. So you lead them under false pretenses in order to try to get a gotcha moment. That's creepy and weird and sad. And it's just... If if you're using that for your form of entertainment, you got to feel weird and gross. You consuming that sort of thing too, don't you? It's got to be. So let's go to uh, Ken, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, Ryan, uh, you're spending all your time uh, talking about this uh, Cohen, and I I've never seen Borat. I don't plan to. I think he's a, a sleazeball. But who you should be talking about is Giuliani, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this guy, you know, I used to work for the government and I occasionally would get interviewed. And if the reporter asked me to go up to her room, are you crazy? Are you nuts? And, and you had said earlier that uh, that Sasha was in the room, like is her, uh, I don't know. Sound guy. Running. Yeah, well, he wasn't. That, that's, not, that's not a fact. He burst into the room. And in fact, he was wearing lingerie. So, well, uh, well, here's, well, let me just, let me just double check here real quick, because at the very part where I was trying to explain this, I don't know if you heard it when I brought it up originally, but I did point out the fact that as a married man, you should never have gone to that room. So I I wanted to hear you you say that. Yeah. So it's very important to point out, uh, this is something that you got to avoid doing just in for your own sake. Um, and it, you don't have to be a high-profile person to obey that sort of thing because you love your wife. You don't do things like that. But let me, I'm not trying to say any intentions for Rudy Giuliani or try to scorn him for that, but I'm saying as a great rule, never do something like that. But let me also point out that as part of this one Showbiz 411 website, they mentioned that he was a sound guy. He was recording this interview, and then he left the room. That's when, since she was flirting with him, pushed him back on the bed, and made it look like he was she was playing with his pants to get this microphone off. That's when he busted back into the room. So there was a couple of things that happened there. It makes it sound like he was in the room, left, and then came back. Okay, and I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to be spending 90% of your time talking about Giuliani because this is a man that's the personal attorney for the president versus some sleazeball, this Cohen, that who he's not even relevant. Who cares mm. uh, if if his job is to do what he did to Giuliani? He did a great job. Huh. Okay. Good point. All right, Ken. Thank you very much for your call. You know, Ken does make a good point. Am, am I not spending enough time talking about Giuliani here? I'm just trying to set up what happened, and I'm still trying to figure all of it out. Call in. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.